Welcome to the Authority Hacker Podcast, the place to learn field-tested, no BS tactics to growth hack your online business, and finally, live life on your own terms. Now, your host, Gael and Mark. So, welcome guys to another episode of the Authority Hacker Podcast. In this episode, I'm very honored to have Tan from Asian Efficiency. He's the managing director over there, and he's both an internet marketer and a productivity expert. Now, the reason I asked Tan to come over is not just because we used to work together in the past, but also because I receive a lot of emails of people talking about their problems and so on. And one of the big things is a lot of people know exactly what they need to do, but they can't get themselves to take action and to get stuff done. And so I thought that inviting a productivity expert that also works in the field of internet marketing would be extremely useful to a lot of you guys. So, Tan, welcome to the podcast. Can you just introduce yourself and what you do a little bit? Hey, Gail. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm uh, really excited to to talk to you today and share some of my stuff with everyone. So, for those of you who don't know who I am, uh, my name is Tan. I'm the Managing Director of Asian Efficiency, one of the leading productivity websites. And what I do on a day-to-day basis is basically help people become more productive at what they do. So I work with a lot of people who are very successful already at what they do, and they usually just want to become better and more efficient at what they do. So that's really my goal, and hopefully with this podcast, I can help you out with that as well. Cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to be a little bit more productive, as I've been quite messy in the past. But I just wanted to ask you, like, why would one want to work on his efficiency? Like, what's the point of it and the productivity. Why would you want to do that as an online marketer? Well, everyone has different goals. So some people, for example, a lot of people that I work with, they do awesome things already in life, right? Like they're hedge fund managers, they run a company, they do like online marketing and things like that. So they already do amazing things. And they often get like so distracted from doing all the stuff that they're really good at that they just like feel like they're trapped, right? And then There's this other group of people who they want to do amazing things, but they don't have the time to do them or they don't have the focus or the self-discipline to do them. And I help those people as well. And I think it's important to realize that everyone can be productive. It's just a matter of finding sort of the intrinsic motivation to do to get it done. So a lot of times people will know what they need to do. But if you don't have the real like purpose behind it figured out or you don't know why you want to do this, then oftentimes it's just knowing what you want to do instead of really wanting to do something. Yeah. Would you say that also helps people like uh, getting started? Because one thing I keep seeing from people emailing me is they seem to be like paralyzed in getting started because it seems like they're lacking a little bit of organization. Like, have you been helping people like just to maybe not necessarily start new companies, but new projects within the company, etc.? Have you seen like this stuff help with that? Yeah, so like a lot of people have trouble getting started. And there's a couple of reasons for this. One is they have so many things in front of them that they often don't know where to start. Like that's a really, really common problem. Like it's kind of like analysis by or paralysis by analysis, right? Like there's so many things that you can do that you just don't know where to start. So whenever that happens, I always tell people to eliminate things. That's like the easiest way to get started. So if you have... 10 things you need to do, just realize that there's only one or two things that are really, really important. Those are the things that are going to make a big impact, right? Like I'm sure you've heard of the 80-20 rule, like 20% of the things are going to give you 80% of the results, 
Another way to look at it is if you have so many things to do, just look at the one or two things that you actually need to do. So another way to reframe that in your own head is if you have 10 things to do, how can you eliminate like eight or nine things so you come to the one thing that you need to do, right? So if you have 10 things you need to do, look at that list and say to yourself, okay, what's that one thing that I know that I cannot do right now or that is just doesn't make any sense to do right now. So you eliminate that. And then you look at the next thing. Can you do this? Yes or no. And as you work your way down, you start to eliminate things you just can't work on or don't want to work on or like isn't even necessary to get done. And then you'll end up maybe with like like three or four items. And then it's so much easier to sort of prioritize what you need to do and then pick the one thing where you need to get started. So that's one thing I would mention to everyone that's listening is to just to start eliminating things from like your list, from your life. So it's really easier to choose what you need to do next. Right? So if you have trouble getting started, so that's one thing I would recommend. The other thing is sort of more of a motivational thing. Oftentimes, like I mentioned earlier, we don't know why we want to do things. Like, for example, you know, one in three people in America want to write a book, but why do you want to write a book? What's the why behind this? And if you can figure that out, what is the why behind you want to you know, start an internet company? What's the why behind starting an affiliate marketing campaign? What's the why of doing this webinar or whatever it might be? If you can really figure that out, then getting motivated to do something is much, much easier. So an example is if you have a family, oftentimes you want to be able to provide for them, right? So Maybe the reason you want to, you know, start doing internet marketing is because you can make more money to provide for your family. And if that's really is the case for you, then if you can just like keep that in the back of your head every time you start doing any sort of work when it comes to like internet marketing or online business, then getting started is just much, much easier. So those two things, you know, start eliminating stuff and then figure out the real reason why you do the things you do will just make everything a lot easier. Do you have any trick to like help people remember why they're doing things and remember their motivation when they're like, it's easy to remember now when we were talking and we were relaxed, but when you're in front of a big task and you're kind of like, oh my God, I, I just hate doing that or something. Like, Is there any way of visualization or something you use to maintain that level of motivation? Yeah. So what I do is I actually keep a whiteboard next to my desk. So whenever I'm at my desk, I can see this huge whiteboard that has like three goals I've written down. Right. So every day when I'm standing at my desk, I always see those three goals. And so whenever I look at them, I know, oh, yeah, this is the thing that excites me. So I'm going to do this. Right? So, for example, right now, one of my goals is to really get into into the best shape of my life. Right. So. That's written down on my whiteboard. So every day when I look at it and I don't exercise, I feel terrible, right? When I don't do it. The other way is like when I look at it, especially in the morning, when I look at the board and it says, you know, be in the best shape of my life and it has like visual diagrams of it, then it motivates me as well to look at that. So then I like start planning my day and figure out, okay, this is the thing I need to do. I know I need to exercise today. So let's make sure I prioritize this as part of my day. So having a whiteboard works for me. But there are different things uh, that work for different people. So some people like to have, for example, a mind map that they look at every day. So this is something I used to do as well, is every day before I start working, I would open up my mind map that would have all the things listed that I want to accomplish. So whether these were goals 
or reasons why I do things, my, my purpose. Whenever I looked at them, I just kept reminding myself of all of these things so that by the time I started working, I was one, very motivated already. And then two, I knew exactly what I need to focus on. So even though, you know, people might be emailing me, calling me, texting me, uh, telling me what to do. Yeah, we get so much information nowadays that it's sometimes just really hard to prioritize. But if you remind yourself every day of what you need to do, what you need to focus on, by having this, this simple list in front of you every morning, then you'll know how to prioritize and what to focus on. So using a mind map is easy. A lot of people use Evernote as well to, to store their notes, and that's really useful as well. So whatever works for you, like some people use you know pen and paper and write it down every morning, and that works fine as well. Like As long as you remember it every morning to, to look at this list, then that's okay. So it's almost like you need to take these goals and you need to make them another interruption in your life, but this is a positive interruption. So you get interrupted by people walking in, asking you questions and notifications on Twitter or whatever it is. And then like you probably want to have it on the wall somewhere as you walk out the office or something. So that's kind of interruptive, but that's reminding you of the good things you need to do, right? Yeah, like we get so carried away nowadays. Like there's so many things, you know, vying for our attention that we just easily forget that we're what we need to do, what we need to focus mm -hmm. on. Like if I don't look at my goals every day, then if I open my email inbox, I'm pretty sure <laughs> I, there's like 10 million things I could do then based off that. Or yeah. if I talk to you and like you have all these crazy ideas, I could be like, oh yeah, I should totally do this. And mm -hmm. then I get carried away. But then I lose focus on what actually is important. Yeah. Talking about focus and everything, you've been both an internet marketer and uh, studying productivity a lot. So like as internet marketers specifically, what are the main issues when it comes to motivation organization that you've observed throughout the years? I think the main thing is keeping everything in your head. So whenever you're starting a campaign or starting like a new project, like especially as an internet marketer, there's so many moving parts, right? You have like, mm -hmm. you have like headlines, you have like landing pages, you have like split tests, you have like traffic sources, like there's so many moving parts. And that's one of the things I used to struggle with. And I see other internet marketers struggle with as well is just because there are so many moving parts, you have all these things in your head and then it's really easy to let things, you know, slip through the cracks. So the first thing you really need is to write everything down so that it's not in your head. So if you're using different traffic sources, write down all the different traffic sources, write down the things that work in there that don't work, you know, the things that you need to do, the things you shouldn't do. So you almost organically start to create like almost like a checklist, right? So the first thing is really start writing things down and don't try to remember everything because you simply won't. The other thing then is... As an internet marketer, oftentimes you're the only person working. So you're oftentimes the bottleneck of everything. Like if you're not working, nothing is getting done. So if you have the funds, I would highly recommend bringing someone on board to help you organize your stuff. So whether that's maybe coding up the landing pages, maybe it's finding the images to test or setting up split tests, whatever it is that you're not good at, try to find someone as soon as possible to, to work with you on that so that you can really continue to focus on what you do best. And I see oftentimes that those are the two major areas that need to be improved. Mm, that makes sense. And, and you were talking about, you know, like planning things and writing them down. Does that take the form of a journal or is that a to-do list? Or like, how does that work in real life? Because there's many ways of writing things down. 
Yeah, so meant writing things down. One part of it is as you come up with ideas, then make sure you have like a system set up where you can capture them and put them in. So like a popular program for this is Evernote. Like everyone uses Evernote. It's an amazing app and it's really easy to put stuff in there. So you know, as internet marketers, you always have ideas for headlines, right? Or you have ideas for testing or different images that you want to try out. Like all of these things you should like put into your Evernote or whatever app you're using so that later on you can look at it and say, okay, you know, this is a good idea. This is a bad idea. Oh, let me try this now. So that's one thing. As, as far as planning goes, that's a little different for everyone. Like personally, I plan every quarter. So I, four times a year, I plan like three months ahead. Now, I know this doesn't work for everyone and it takes a certain methodology and approach to do this. So one thing I always recommend for everyone else is to just plan one week ahead. And that's the simplest thing to do. So what I do or what I recommend is for people to plan their week ahead on Sundays, right? So on Sunday, before you start working on Monday, you want to plan ahead and say, okay, what are three things that I want to get accomplished? And just write those three things down. And then whenever you start working on things, just look at those three things and then figure out, okay, how can I do something that will get me closer to this goal or mini outcome that I have? So an example is maybe, you know, on Sunday night, you're saying to yourself, I want to have one campaign up and running. So that means I have a Facebook ad up. I have some images I want to test and I have a landing page that's working. And that's all you need. So if, if that is your goal, you should like break it down in three simple things and then just work towards them every single day every single day and then repeat it again on Sundays. If you didn't complete it on Friday, you would just tweak it a little bit so that you know on Sunday, you know, you're going to continue what you didn't finish last week. So if you can do that every single week and just iterate from there, you're going to make a lot of progress. And so doing it in one week chunks is, is a really easy way to get started. Yeah, three months, I think is a lot, especially when you get started on your project. So you have an established company that's it's still going to be around in three months and you know it's a proven concept and so on. For the people that are getting started, I think a week is probably a lot easier. It's also a lot more flexible. I guess you agree, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like we have like an established thing going on and there's like a certain rhythm of like things that are happening. So planning three months ahead is a little easier. But if you have nothing and you started from scratch, trying to plan three months ahead is like trying to predict yeah. the future. Like it just doesn't work. So just make sure you can do it on a weekly basis and then everything else will sort of take care of itself. And as things come your way, you'll be able to know what you need to do every single week. Yeah, that makes sense. I think that's a good system. Now, I just wanted to put you a little bit in a like, hypothetical situation here. Imagine that you're working on a few sites, but they're not necessarily very big, not to a point of where you are on Asian efficiency at this point. But you have absolutely no productivity system in place. So like no calendars, no to-do list, no like cycles, no tools set up, etc. What's a basic setup you would recommend if you are not an expert in productivity? So I know you use very advanced tools and so on, but they can be a bit overwhelming for newbies. So like what would you recommend someone set up, like let's say in a Sunday, they just decide they will improve their productivity. How would you set that up in a very basic way? Okay, so there are basically two tools that you will absolutely need. One is a calendar, and then two is a place where you keep your notes. Those are just the two main things I want you to focus on. Right, so 
First thing is the calendar. So on your calendar, you basically want to schedule whenever you're going to be working on certain things. So if you know that you have free time on Sunday night to work on your projects, then you should schedule in your calendar to work on that. So what you basically do is you book an appointment with yourself, right? So Mm -hmm. on Sunday night, you'd say at 6 p.m., I'm going to be working for an hour and a half on this project. And then the whole week, you know, if you don't have time, at least you can look forward to this date and time. So you can really work towards this because I know everyone is really busy, especially if you have a day job. You have to be able to balance that out between your personal life and then you know, your side projects and so on. And for people who already do this like full time or self-employed, it's also a really great way just to get focus time as well. So that, you know, if, if you want to say to yourself, you know, between 10 in the morning and, and lunchtime, I'm going to be able to you know, get X amount of work done. Then just book an appointment with yourself and, and stick to it. So that's one thing. First, you know, make sure you get a calendar and schedule times when you are going to work on something. Any app Especially, for the calendar you recommend? Well, if you're on the Mac, the default calendar works. Personally, I use an app called BusyCal, mm-hmm. which is a little bit more advanced. But I like it because it integrates with Google Calendar, which we use on the team, and also with like Apple's calendar as well. So it integrates with those two seamlessly. So that's the app called uh, BusyCal. Okay. So you can find that. I'll if put you just it Google in the show notes, yeah. So that's one. If you're on, on Windows, you know, I'm sure there are other great calendar apps there as well. If you're on iOS, uh, the default calendar app works as well. So that's one. The number two is the place where you keep your notes. So the app I sort of recommended earlier is Evernote. It's like the simplest app to use. It's the one that works on most platforms. It works on Windows, Android, Mac, iOS. So you'll have it in sync with whatever you're using. So use this app to store any thoughts you might have and then keep reference of the things that are working, not working, things you need to do. And it's just a really easy way to get started. Like normally I don't recommend like a to-do list to everyone because some people just don't like to-do lists or they don't know how to use one. And, you know, you can get really sophisticated with systems and stuff like that. But just to get started, I would just recommend using Evernote and just writing things down every single day as you, as you try to remember stuff, uh, as you, as you want to do things and just keep things as a record. Mm-hmm. Do you have a blog post or something on Asian efficiency on how to organize your Evernote account? Uh, yeah, so if you go to asianefficiency.com and you search for Evernote, we have a bunch of topics on there that will help you with that. Cool, we'll link to that as well so people can just go and check the show notes on Authority Hacker and there will be a bunch of links. Um, cool. Is that the two main things that you would for, you would set up only to start with? Yeah, I think that's a really good way to get started. I could recommend other tools and other things you need mm-hmm. to do, but if you're a complete novice, then I think those two tools aren't overwhelming and it will, that's where you will get most of your gains anyway. So for those of you who are a little beyond that, then I would recommend a to-do list. But that sort of depends which platform you use. Yeah, yeah. I actually use a tool called Wonderlist that's like on probably every platform. I know you use OmniFocus, which is more advanced. But yeah, I'll let you guys check these two out. But yeah, I agree. It's a little bit more advanced and it can be complicated in terms of management because you need to review it every week and so on. Yeah, Um, exactly. Okay. How do you manage breaks? Because I know like 
people might have problems with focusing for a long time, etc. How do you police your brakes so you don't just end up watching three hours of YouTube videos when you're supposed to be walking? <laughs> <laughs> well, that has definitely happened before. So yeah, guilty. But I think one thing that really helps is having an accountability partner. So having someone there that keeps you on track has really helped me. And I, I realize this doesn't work for everyone. But I'm sure you've noticed, you know, working with Mark and me working with Aaron, like if Mark tells you, hey, why didn't you get this done? You're going to be like, oh, oops. Mm -hmm. wait, I, okay, I need to do this. Like I can't watch this video right now, right? So having an accountability partner, one, is really helpful. So if you can find someone like that, that'd be great. But that's a really nice thing to have if you can. Now, without it, managing breaks becomes a little bit more structured in the sense that You can do it multiple ways. One is you schedule them in your calendar. That's kind of like a brute force way of going about things. So basically what you're saying is, you know, between nine in the morning and lunchtime, I'm only going to be working. And then between 12 and one, that's when I'll have my break. And then the rest of the day I'll be working and then break, work, break. So that's one way to do it. If you have the flexibility to dictate your own day like that, then I would recommend that because that will just keep you very consistent in terms of the results you're going to be delivering. Now, if you're more of a creative type of person, that's a little bit more challenging because then you want to keep working whenever you're high on creativity or whenever your hours are. Then what I would just recommend is just to set a timer. So typically, you know, we can't really work more than two hours straight. So having a two hour limit on anything you do will sort of keep you in check. So sometimes, you know, like when you're really creative and you're, you're like your inflow, that session usually does not last more than two hours. Right. And so uh, if you can set a limit on that, then you will automatically make sure that you get enough time to relax, to have downtime and to rejuvenate so you can focus again whenever you need to. Now, specifically when it comes to managing your breaks, whenever you can set a time limit on that as well. So I know, for example, when I have lunch, it's, it's never more than an hour. Like if I do, I know I'm slacking. If I'm on the weekends, you know, like I have the mindset of during the week, I just I work as hard as I can so that I can relax on the weekends guilt-free. So that's one way to approach it as well. This works more if you have a structured week, Monday through Friday. So if you have the possibility to have a structured week like that, then Managing your breaks becomes less of an issue because you know that on Saturday, Sunday, you can just you know relax and do whatever you want to do as long as you work really hard Monday through Friday. Now, not to get carried away, some people, especially me in the past, it was really easy to just get distracted by things. So I always, what I did is put strategic reminders on my calendar. So this is a really cool trick that you can use right now is basically what you do is you open your calendar and then every hour, you have an alert popping up that says, are you focused? Question mark. So every hour as that uh, alert goes off, you'll know if you're in the middle of a break, you'll get reminded to get back to work. If you're not doing anything at all, you'll get reminded to get back to work. If you've been working for way too long, then you'll get reminded to, to take a break as well. So having that strategic reminder set up every day for maybe, you know, in the beginning, set it up for a week to test it out then you'll eventually get better at it. And over time, it will just become really natural on how you manage your, your time, your breaks, and so on.
Cool, that makes sense. I just wanted to ask, going back to the accountability partner, like, do you guys check on each other regularly or like, how does that work between you guys? Well, yeah, we talk every day. So mm -hmm. that's, uh, that's easy. And like I mentioned earlier, we have sort of like priority setups and we know what we need to do every single week. So it's really easy to say, hey, did you do this or did this get done? And if the answer is no, we automatically feel guilty. So we know we need to do <laughs> okay. work on that. So, uh, you know, we don't even yell that often to each other or anything. It's just a matter of, hey, did you do this? Yes or no? It's always a yes or no answer, you know, no excuses. Yeah, I can't imagine Aaron yelling. But I wanted to ask, like, it's a little bit tied to that. Like, procrastination is also very, very present when you're an internet marketer, especially when you lack of organization. I've certainly been a victim of it way more than I should have. Like, what are some little tips that you can give to people to try and avoid it? Like, as I said, like, that they transform the break into just a big procrastination period, you know? I mean, you have the reminder thing, but is there, is there other things that you could suggest? Yeah, so when it comes to procrastination, there are different ways that you can tackle it. So one thing, and everything sort of circles back to this, like, purpose, like the, the why behind you do things. So the way I like to see things is, how can I set up my environment so I'm always reminded of the things I need to do? So that's why I have a whiteboard here, because even if I'm procrastinating around my apartment, then whenever I look at it, it, it will remind me that I need to be working. That's why I have strategic reminder set up so that you know, even if I forget, I will always get reminded that I need to be doing something more useful. So how can you set up your own environment so that it's almost like you're, it's inevitable that you have to do something? Right. So instead of relying on your own willpower and thinking about drumming up the motivation to do something, how can you set up your own environment so you're always reminded of it? And so if you have a strong enough goal and a strong enough reason why you do the things you do, then it will motivate you every time to, to get started. And then procrastination becomes less of an issue. Like there are, you know, techniques that you can use to sort of overcome that. And my favorite technique is, is what I call a solar flaring. So what, what that is, is, is basically what you do is you say to yourself, I will just. So those three words, I will just do this for five minutes. So I will just write a post for five minutes. I will just write this headline. I will just make this outline. I will just set up this landing page. So when you can say that to yourself and have this like trick in your head that says, you know, I will only do this, then if you, especially if you add it for just a couple minutes, so you say, I will just do X for five minutes or for two minutes or three minutes or whatever works for you, then oftentimes you will just get started on that thinking that you will just do it for a couple minutes. But oftentimes what happens is you have the motivation again. And then you have the momentum that, you, that you're having. And then oftentimes you don't want to stop because you're already doing something. And then you just want to continue to work on it until you finish. So just tricking yourself by saying, I will just do X for five minutes will just be good enough to get started. And then everything else will usually take care of itself. Yeah, that makes sense. Actually, I picked another trick from your blog, actually. Well, basically, I think it's in the OmniFocus tutorial where you basically have a category for procrastination. So when you become lazy and you catch yourself being lazy, you have a list of very easy tasks to do. 
So like for me, that would be like growing my Twitter account by following a hundred relevant accounts or something. And I can literally just like, I could almost run a TV show and do that on the side or something like in a very, very lazy way. But that gets me starting doing something, right? And then, and then I see some results and that's like, like I see like 20 people following me back and like starting talking to me or something. And then, and then I'll be like, oh, that's great. And I just get a reminder of my, my motivation. And then I just shut down the TV show and I start writing something or whatever. So that's like basically having a list of lazy tasks has helped me a lot as well with that. I'm not sure if that's the best approach, but that's one that's worked for me. I love that one. Like I call it my low energy task. So whenever, whenever I'm tired or whenever I don't feel like doing anything big or important, if I look at this low energy task and it says like you know change my desktop background or something, <laughs> yeah, then like that will just get me that will get me going, and then everything else, like you said, will just follow. Yeah, that worked for me, but I agree on the um, on the I will just do things. I'll, I'll try it. It's probably gonna get me do things that are a little bit more useful during this time. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing as well that that happens all the time, obviously is you always have emergency coming, emergencies coming in, right? People need something right now. They just walk in or send you a message or an email and they're like, hey, I need this right now. It's very important. It's always very important, right? How do you deal with that? And how do you either politely say no or, or just, just handle it? Yeah, so I think there's different types of emergencies. If your kid is in trouble, that's a different kind of emergency than, hey, could you review this report, Right. So the first thing you always want to sort of identify is, okay, what kind of emergency is this? Is this like critical or is it kind of like nice to have? So if it's critical, then you obviously you want to attend to it right away. So what I usually do then is whenever I'm dealing with such an emergency, I will write down in a note whatever I'm working on right now. So if I'm, for example, at my computer and there's an emergency coming up and I need to leave my computer... I will write down in a note, and this could be in, in Evernote or whatever app you're using, then I would just write down, hey, I was working on this report. This is the line I was last focused on. Here's one thing I need to do next. And just like really quickly in 30 seconds, I will write down what I need to do so that I can deal with the emergency. And then when I come back, I just, I just look at the note and then I'll know right away where to get started again. So that's one thing I would really, really recommend is just take 30 seconds to write down what you were working on and the one step you need to take next to, to get this moving again. So you know, this doesn't take more than 30 seconds, but it will help you tremendously whenever you get back to it. Because oftentimes when we deal with the emergency and then come back to work, like we, we oftentimes don't know what we were doing or where we left off. And so having that written note down is really, really useful. Now, if you have an emergency that is kind of nice to have you know, done or d dealt with, then oftentimes you have to learn to say no to that. And for some people, that's really, really scary. But it's just something you have to get used to doing because you have to understand that your time is limited. And in order for you to deliver the most results to your company or to your team or to your own benefits and those people around you, you have to be able to say no to certain things. So what I like to do is usually just have a script in my mind that I can always go to so that whenever the situation comes up, I'll know what I need to say. So for example, you know, a simple thing you can say is, hey, you know, I would really love to do X, but right now I'm really busy 
doing Y for reason Z. So for example, hey, I'm really busy. Hey, I would really love to do you know, your reports, but right now I'm really busy with generating these reports for the boss because he needs them by the end of the day. Right. So having that simple formula there will just make it very easy to come up with something whenever the situation calls for it. So that's one thing I would just try to remember is like this one script that you can use and just, just say it out loud. And then oftentimes, you know, you'll think that people are going to hate you or that people are going to be upset at you. But like, it's actually the opposite. People are going to respect you more because you're, you're willing to say no to things. So when you can set up that boundary for other people, they will, will start respecting your time. And then over time, people will bug you even less. So it's not an easy thing to do. It's just something you have to sort of learn doing over time. I'm going to ask a very personal question. Do you sometimes lie to save your time? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's, it's just like, yeah, as you said, your time is limited and it's precious. If you want to get, st- especially interruptions are very, very annoying, I guess. I guess I'm not going to ask you a question about that, but like getting back to a task after like a long interruption or something is, is a personal nightmare. So yeah, I, I understand why you're doing that. I have like one last big question I want to ask you before we close that down. And that's about being self-employed in general and balancing work and personal life. Because, yeah, it's easy. You can work whenever you want. But if you don't control yourself, that means you're working all the time. And you're kind of stressing out all the time about everything you're working on because it never stops. So how would you or how do you balance that? Yeah, the way I personally balance it is by just setting certain boundaries for myself. So for myself, I have this rule called no work Saturdays. So whenever it's Saturday, no, no matter how important it is, I will not work. And that's just a personal boundary I've set for myself. The other days, that's fair game. But I know on Saturday, like I do not work on anything. So that's sort of my day that I always know, you know nothing related to work will ever be on my to-do list or be even in my consciousness. Like Saturday is for, for my own personal pleasure and use. So that's, that's an easy way to get started because if I don't do that, I can work 24-7, seven days a week. That's not what I want. Like I've, I've been there, I've been burnt out, I know it's not fun, and it just feels like a grind almost when you, when you go through that, especially over long periods of time. So setting up boundaries for yourself is, is just an easy way to get started. So maybe for some people it's a different day or maybe it's different hours even. Like some people might say, you know what, I need to work on my side projects on Saturdays. But then, you know, Sunday night is when I don't do anything. And that's fine, too. As long as you can set the boundaries for yourself, that's when you know that you know, whenever you have that time or that day coming up, you know you won't be working. And then you can sort of start recovering and rejuvenating. So definitely set boundaries. Otherwise, you'll end up just working whenever you want to. And that's not always a good thing either. Yep, I agree. Is that anything in terms of basics of productivity for online marketers that we did not cover in the questions I've asked so far? Not that something comes on top of my mind right now. Okay, so I guess I've done an okay job at it. So, okay, so we've been talking about all these basics and stuff. Now, obviously, we could not cover everything about being productive in this podcast that's like 40 minutes long. So, what do people go to learn more about productivity and what you guys do? 
Yeah, so we run a website called AsianEfficiency.com. And this, this website is all about how to become more productive and efficient. So if you like this podcast and you want to become more productive, we have like all the resources for you available. So you can go to AsianEfficiency.com. I would recommend you subscribe to our newsletter where we will send you all the valuable tips I've talked about today and give you reminders and the things you can do right away to get started and be more productive. So uh, definitely check it out, asianefficiency.com, and sign up for our newsletter. Yeah, there's a ton, a ton of free information over there. So even just going through the blog, it's, it's a lot of stuff. And what you guys do really well is you highlight the, um, like the, the key content that people should check out when they get started like on your homepage. So that's, that's quite easy if you just want to ease into that world. This is actually an authority side as well, and someday we should make a podcast about this, but today I really wanted to make it about productivity. So, Dan, thank you so much for joining the podcast. If you have one last word to our listeners, otherwise I'll just close the podcast. Yeah, no, thanks for listening. I really appreciate your time and attention, and uh, I hope this was helpful. All right, cool. Thank you, Dan. Thank you guys for listening. I'll see you guys next week for another podcast episode, and have a good weekend. Thanks for listening to the Authority Hacker Podcast. If you enjoyed this show, don't forget to rate us on iTunes and send us a screenshot on authorityhacker.com slash bonus to claim your free premium Authority Hacker training.